Hi, I'm Melanie Barr. Welcome to the She Built It Experience with Melanie. You're here because you want to experience the life and business that you crave. Join me as I talk to women who have successfully built it, a career and business that they love. We dive into the topic of how they built it and talk about everything from having the courage to make career leaps to the details of how to lead effectively, create successful teams, implement strategies for growth, and infuse tech innovation. Magic happens when we focus on the part of ourselves and our business that brings us joy. So let's dive in. Dr. Wanda Torini is an entrepreneur and inventor. Her texting platform, catchwords.com, helps experts who speak and do media interviews connect with their anonymous fans and stop leaving money on the table. Thank you for joining us, Wanda. You are the founder of catchwords.com, which is a lead gen tool for all experts who love to share their knowledge with audiences. We can't wait to learn more. Tell us about catchwords.com and what gave you the courage to create it? Thank you so much for, for having me on the show. I've seen your lineup of guests, so I'm privileged to, to be here. Catchwords, it's a text call to action that is typically used by impact-driven or service-minded experts who speak in front of audiences, either on physical or digital stages, through podcasts, video, et cetera. Service-minded in the sense that they, they really want to offer their audience some additional content. And so it's an easy way to say, hey, text this and you can receive a guide on XYZ. And we're used to the concept of lead magnets in the digital world. But when we're actually speaking in front of audiences, we miss out on a, an effective way of connecting with people quickly. And so with catchwords, it was not only about the technologies. When somebody texts a catchword, it delivers a text, an email, plus an attachment which is unique and it's purposely done that way. But it's also about the strategy of what is it that you're offering the audience? It came from a, a need that I had when I was consulting. Back then I was consulting for the healthcare industry and I would speak in front of audiences. I would get frustrated when I would see people in the audience that had the twinkle in their eye and they're taking notes and and they're really intrigued. And yet I don't know who they are, right? I'm hoping that they come and connect with me afterwards. I'm hoping that they email me. I'm hoping that they come to my exhibit booth. At a certain point, I, I couldn't hope anymore. I had to create something where I knew I could engage them immediately. And so catchwords came to the forefront in growing my consulting business because I was able to literally connect with over 70% of the audience every single time I spoke. And that was a game changer for me in deciding to use visibility as a growth driver for, for my company. It's so smart and so needed. Can you walk us through, say we have a podcast or we're an author, we're speaking to a crowd. A catch word is the word that you would actually text to our phone number. So for example, our number is a short code 411321 if you're in the US, right? So I host a podcast and let's say I would like to share my podcast's uh, episode guide with, with your audience, right? My podcast name is Rocket Fuel. And so I would invite your audience to text Rocket Fuel to 411321. Now in this case, Rocket Fuel is spelled R-O-C-K-I. T-F-U-E-L. So if anybody's interested, but they can text rocket fuel to 411321. The system asks for their email address once and immediately they will receive a text saying, hey, check your email for our episode guide. And they will receive an email 
with an attachment, a PDF attachment. Now, this is really important because we know that email open rates are, if they're good, they're 12 to 25%. But when they're hearing a speaker or they're hearing a topic in a podcast and you offer them a valuable piece of content that they're intrigued with, they actually want to see that content. When we see an email with that little paperclip that says that there's an attachment, that automatically gets prioritized in our minds. So we purposely selected, instead of putting a link in the email, to actually attach it. On average, the email open rate is 150%. What that means is, on average, if somebody requested that piece of information, they will open up that email 1.5 times a major game changer. So we're not talking about dripping email campaigns. Mm -hmm. Those are still necessary. They have their role. But when you want to deliver a piece of content as a result, I call it your one-two punch. You're educating. Punch two is saying, hey, I want to show you that I could deliver additional value. You want to make sure that somebody actually sees that content. So to deliver it in a way that is seen above all of the other noise is really important. So we worked a lot on the technology to make sure that it delivers the results that not, not only the, the expert wants, but that the audience member wants too. They really wanted that piece of content. They don't want it to get buried in the five bazillion emails that they have in their email inbox. One of the common topics that I would talk about is how you can transform your talk into a lead generating machine with good strategy and good technical tools. I would be educating somebody, even whether it's a half an hour, 45 minute, it's still not enough time to drop all the knowledge that you can offer. So then you would say, I wish I had enough time, but I actually summarized all of this in my guide. And you can text leads, which is another catch what do I have, leads to 411321 and provide your email address, and you're going to get that in your email inbox instantly. I love it. This is so needed. Thank you. As I mentioned, it was way too early. I actually created it for another purpose first. My first purpose was to be eco-friendly. I worked in healthcare, and I was at a major oncology, a cancer conference. There were over 35,000 attendees, a lot of exhibitors, and a lot of promotional materials that were being shared. When the conference closed down, I had noticed that the people breaking down these booths were actually throwing all of the marketing material that wasn't picked up into a pile in the center of this exhibit hall. McCormick Place, it is a huge conference center, 35,000 attendees, right? So this was a lot of content. And Melly, it was literally a human climbable mountain of materials. I'm eco-aware, but that it was very disturbing to me. And so I realized when I had worked for the healthcare industry, I'm like, wow, we spent hundreds of thousands, if not millions of dollars on printed materials. And I realized that we didn't even know that they get thrown in the garbage. On that day, it was June of 2007, I said, there's got to be an eco-friendly way to send people files of this information so that Trees don't have to be killed. I think about it when I use a paper plate. I can only imagine a mountain of paper that's just going to waste. It was crazy. They actually had a full-size dump truck backing into the exhibit hall. The initial thought was to reduce waste, 
to even serve people better because in oncology, I have a doctorate in pharmacy and I was I worked in in that oncology field. I, I say a family gets diagnosed with cancer, right? Because it's not just the patient themselves. They're just searching for information and they're really looking for their healthcare professional to provide them with direction. So I thought if the healthcare professional can just say, hey, text BC 101 for like breast cancer 101 information, and you'll get information from this particular organization, then they could do it, but they could share it with other members of their family versus if they were given one brochure, now they're holding on to that. And in cancer, there are a lot of evolutions in treatment. So wouldn't it be nice to actually send a follow-up email to that family to say, hey, we updated with some new options. It's so smart. And I love how you filled so many needs with the one product. When someone messages you, do you have the ability to message them again? Yes. They essentially become a a subscriber to that catchword. And then you can do what we call broadcasts out. Texting applications have many different functions. That's one thing that a lot of people don't understand. There are applications that are conversational, right? So you use text for conversation. There are applications where you use texting just as a reminder mechanism or as a polling mechanism or as a donation mechanism. So we're the first and still the only text for content application. So it's very specific. When you text that keyword or that catchword, you're opting in for content. And there's like a contract that you have with the subscriber to say, I'm not going to spam you with 25% off coupons. I'm going to continue to serve you with good content. That's where we realized, did we want to grow this as a software company where people can get a catchword for 25 bucks a month and do whatever they want with it and probably not have it work right for them? Or did we want to be an agency where we said, hey, let's help you with your visibility strategy to optimize the technology so that every one of your appearances is a lead generating opportunity? Why? Because you're service minded, because we're aligned because I created it to serve the audience. At this point, we're probably at 98% of subscribers actually stay subscribed with our clients because we help them retain that respect of providing good content. I love it. And if I put in a catchword, you know, it's something that I'll probably look forward to receiving as long as it's content that's good. Exactly. With media and video opportunities popping up all around us, what have you seen others do that has been successful? Making sure that they think through the strategy of why they're showing up is very important. I'm sure as a podcast host, you even see there may be folks that they come on as an interesting guest, but they're all over the place and you don't really know what their message is. So to think about them, it's like, well, wow, that that was that was a fun interview, but how did it help their business? It could have probably been a little bit more tightened up. I see that all the time. Like when I bring people on to to my podcast, we actually have a catchword for every episode. So every expert as part of our podcast, we say, hey, would you like to give the audience a gift? And we actually set up a catchword for them. But now for me, it makes sense because that's part of my opportunity to promote it to experts to help people understand like how it could serve them. 
the audience loves it because then we inspire them and we're directing them into action. So immediately that becomes our strategy. If I know what you are going to gift to our audience, then my strategy as a host is to help direct the conversation to set that up. And now you have a built-in strategy because you know your end game is ultimately to create appetite. So those are some of the strategy techniques. And so, for example, I could say, well, a lot of those techniques on how to transform every one of your appearances and talks into a lead generating machine, it starts with strategy. And I created that guide. So you could text leads, L-E-A-D-S to 411321, and you could just get that uh, right in your email inbox. It's so great because if you're interested in a topic, it's a very easy thing to do while you're sitting in the audience, if it's something you're interested in and want to know more about. So smart, because I would rather have that rather than what's hanging on my door when I get home. If I could find more information from someone by just texting and then get that information quickly from my phone, such a smart idea. Thank you. Well, take QR codes. Somebody wants the menu right then and there. You open up the menu and it's gone. It's not about getting your contact information. It's not about building a relationship with you. It's a missed opportunity there. Of course, if I'm texting a restaurant, I'm not going to expect education on how to make tortellini. But if at some sort of reasonable pace, you perhaps sent me like your specials or a special event that you were having, and I liked the restaurant, then I would stay connected. The speaking space was where I focused because that's where it was transformational for my business. It's taking the the passion, the desire to, to impact an audience, but really applying technology so that you can measure it and you could do better. As a female entrepreneur myself and mother of twins, I know the pull from both family and business can be challenging. What has been your experience managing both and what advice can you give to others who are juggling a busy lifestyle? When I started as an inventor, I think as a business owner, period, we we very often think of like our business as our baby. And then as an inventor, I was calling catchwords, like this is my baby, my baby, my baby, right? Now you have this conflict of which baby gets fed and which baby gets the attention. My children win, but sometimes I'll be honest with you, sometimes it's really difficult because my other baby was my dream. And what I envisioned I would have accomplished before my family came about, I didn't get there fast enough. Mm -hmm. And then now all of a sudden, things slow down significantly. It was a harder battle. I'm at a better balance now because at the end of the day, I want to spend time with my family and it's not worth it for me to be working ridiculous hours in my business and not be with my family because that's why I, I, I started a business so I can create freedom for myself. And I want to impact people and I want to teach my daughter what that means and my son what that means to be passion driven, but I don't want it to be at their sacrifice. As a very strong, independent woman that was in corporate saying like, ah, I don't need to separate myself from the guys. We're the same. We could do it. It's not. It's not the same. Mm-hmm. It's not. We have to give ourselves grace and understand that we're going to go through different times and different challenges. And I talked to women who started their business and then had kids, or I just had a woman on the podcast who had kids and then said, I could not have started my business. She has twins also until they were eight. And then she had the freedom. We all just have to do what's right for us. And if we need to take that step back 
but does it mean never? Yeah. And it feels that way. I had Mila, my first child, 11 years into my business. At one point, the doctors are saying, you live a very high stress lifestyle and things need to change. And I'm like, but I'm, it's finally happening. I had the consulting firm. I had 13 people on the team chugging. It's like, you have to slow down. I'm like, no. And at one point, I remember being in the kitchen, yelling at my husband saying, it's not fair that I have to choose. Why do I have to choose my business or family? I do not think you're alone in that. I'm sure it felt like it in the moment. Yeah. And it's important to share that to say it's okay. You could totally love your family and your children yet still feel, but but wait, because you know what the reality is, it does change. The pace changes. And then you continue to see your male counterparts who still had their family and had their children, but their pace didn't change as much. I'm not going to say it didn't change at all. So true. I've been thinking about this a lot lately. I worked for the Dodgers in sports. We just took our twins to their first Dodger game. And I remember standing there when I was at the office, looking out at the empty field, wondering if I would ever have kids and thinking if I was a man, I could have kids and probably return to work. But I know, and especially having twins, twins. that just was not going to happen for me. They would not know me. You're right. It is a very important conversation to have. Yeah. And to make sure that you are connected with people that help you feel heard and appreciate those feelings, especially if you have a a lot of friends or family members. Most of us have the majority of people in our lives are not entrepreneurs. And then if if they are entrepreneurs, they may not be passion-driven entrepreneurs, which it hurts even more because you feel like this is my purpose. This is my mission, but my purpose and mission is also to be a good mom. Like, ah, yes. And you want both so much. Yeah. And how do you resolve one feeling that maybe you lost one thing, or maybe it's not going to be the same as you thought it was, or maybe it can be, but maybe it's going to be later. It's so hard to wait when you're someone that is really driven You can see it in the future. It's still hard to wait. Yeah. There have definitely been years where things just weren't as productive as I knew that they could be. And even as I I say all I have done, still feeling like a failure. And you have done so much. And we, we experienced that. It's like, I know I would tell my friend, are you nuts? You've done so much. And I'm still like, yeah, but you don't understand what I knew I could have done by this point. I think you're still going to do it. Thank you. And we need to surround ourselves with the people that think we are still going to do it. Because it doesn't mean never. It does not mean never. And I can see the drive and the passion within you now. And it's, it's still there. And maybe the timelines aren't adding up. Doesn't mean never. Yeah. And, and also just the, gosh, the winding journey that we take. I didn't launch catch words thinking of speakers initially, right? I launched it to be eco-friendly and then it helped me. And then I was still running my consulting firm. I ran that business to $4.2 million in revenue with catch words as literally speaking and generating leads from speaking was my primary lead generation method. It allowed me to do what I loved instead of figuring out all the social media and the da 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 and the, my website and am I doing SEO and Google? I just want to 
be in front of people, show people my expertise, and then catch them. Well, it proves that there's other ways to be successful. That it doesn't have to be all of these ways that everyone says we have to be doing X, Y, and Z. Not necessarily. And for people who love that energy, I say I was a performer. You still are. Exactly. But, uh, you know, I, I, I performed in musical theater and sang in a band and I missed that energy from an audience. And then what I started realizing is that I was resonating and I was attracting people that were interested in the technology, but they loved that there was somebody that understood that their heart is fed by speaking and by showing up as themselves. And so that's when I started launching Rocket Fuel as a brand. So Rocket Fuel is first the podcast, which helped shine a light on people that are Rocket Fuel. And then I realized I'm a host. Like I love to do this and I get to use my technology. I love it. Magic happens when we focus on the part of ourselves and our business that brings us joy. What is one way you make sure to find and live your joy each day? I need to connect with people. Luckily, we did a lot of video connection during the pandemic, but I realized that I need personal connection and energy. Obviously that with my children and making sure we have dance parties and sing together. I'm recognizing that in myself. I realized that I want to take my business and rocket fuel into live events and live networking because that feeds my soul to to interact with people in person. So that's my plan on how I'm going to do it more because I think we've gotten a little too used to being inside and behind a microphone and a video camera. You have built an incredible business, which I cannot wait to try, and you have amazing energy. Can you please share with our listeners how and where they can find you? Sure. I I appreciate it. The best way is to text rocket fuel, right? Because one, that's going to connect you with great content. If you like my energy, it's going to connect you to the podcast and my energy is in every single episode and I bring it out in, in, in my guests as well. But then you actually get to try the technology and you have the opportunity to connect with me as a result of texting rocket fuel. So it's R O C K I T F U E L all one word to four, 41321 if you're in the US. If you're outside of the US, you can use WhatsApp and text to 19097411321 and the catchword is rocket fuel. Make sure to provide your email address and then we could stay connected and you'll learn about our workshops and hopefully we'll get on a call someday. Thank you for joining us today. I'd love to hear from you. Reach out to me at hello at shebuiltit.com on our shebuiltit website or at shebuiltit on social. Thank you to my editor, Rich Streffolino, who always makes us sound good. Until next time, let nothing stop you from experiencing the life and business that you crave.